I'm so old. <laughs> but I didn't think that TV would be phased out. I know a lot of you still watch television and especially older generations, it's sort of like habit. But I just didn't realize that it was gonna go away so fast. Mr. Krabs grabbing what looks like his nose and pulling him out, but it's actually his little wiener. <laughs> it's like, is it worth saying something like, Give me the manager! Unless there was like bugs in my food or... Actually not even, I would just eat the food if there were bugs. I want something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello everyone, welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R, don't get it twisted. I'm your host, Cat Wonders, and this is episode 124. It is a week late, but I thought rather than like filming something really short and shitty, I would just wait to post this episode. Like, so I didn't pre-film this, I filmed this just the other day. I just had like a few things stack on top of each other and I had to, I couldn't like dip out. I had to be there, make some decisions and all that fun stuff. So that didn't really work out, but such is life. And here I am now and we're going to make a cocktail and we're going to use ice cubes that I've had in my freezer for six months. <laughs> Have you ever seen one of these? This is a little ice cube tray. Um, and it creates little round ice cubes. As you can see, this is not plain water. This, I believe, is cranberry juice. Light cranberry juice. Um, and there is a trick to this. So the way that this works is you're supposed to pull both of these sides out and kind of accordions out, and then the ice cubes fall in the middle, and then you unscrew the top and pour it into your glass. However, if you don't unscrew, before you try to pull, it's impossible to open. I almost broke this damn thing trying to be like, ah! but you need to unscrew it, obviously, to release, I guess, the suction. Now, it has been in my fridge, maybe not quite six months, but like four months. I'm just gonna release the tension and create some ice cubes. Ready? No, they're all still stuck together. <laughs> Gotta beat it around a little bit. I don't know if you can see. They're in there. So I'm gonna make the drink first before I start rambling because uh, these are almost melted. Now today we're just gonna do something quite simple. These are cranberry ice cubes. I bought some more of my favorite Pellegrino, which is the Melograno and Arancia. And that's there's just no English, whatever that means. Um, oh, sparkling orange and pomegranate beverage. Orange and pomegranate. This is the drink that I was talking about in the last episode. Um, some Fresca. And then some Stoli. This is probably my favorite vodka. The cleanest. You could sip it. I don't, but you could. All right, so let's see what these little balls look like. And I remembered a straw this time. All right. This 
thing sucks. <laughs> it's a workout. <laughs> My shoulders are gonna be sore tomorrow. Is there a better way to do this? This doesn't doesn't open up more, does it? Okay, well, you know what? We're gonna leave the other ones in there. Just frick it. That's, uh, that's my only reason. Just frick it. <sighs> okay. It almost looks like watermelon. If I were to, like, use a melon baller and scoop it out, doesn't that look like little chunks of watermelon? But it ain't. It's frozen cranberry juice. Um, here's a little drip on my table that I don't like. Good thing it's light cranberry juice, not too much sugar. Now, we're gonna add the stoli. Or stoli, stoli, stoli shania. I always thought it was Russian, but it's Polish. Oops, probably about two and a half shots there. Just one of those days. And we're gonna go for 50-50 and Fresca. And unfortunately I didn't choose a clear beverage for these ice cubes where, so you can't really enjoy the aesthetic glory of But hey. It's pretty. I do like the uh, the look of the pink ice cubes on the top. Ooh. A winner. Clear winner. Not that it's competing against other drinks, but it's a winner in my books. This is just, so one thing with this Pellegrino is not super sweet. It's also not super carbonated. That's why I put Fresca in with it because Fresca is like painfully carbonated. I like zippy and zingy drinks. <laughs> That's why with my champagne, if I order champagne at a restaurant, I never, ever, ever let them pour the champagne for me. And there was an instance where the person that was serving me the champagne, um, was upset that I was like, can I do it myself? And he's like, this is my job. And I was like, yeah, but I just have this thing. Like I like to pour it down the edge of the glass. He's like, no, this is how you pour the champagne. And he proceeded to pour the champagne. It was from like a mini bottle and there's only a glass worth in there. And he poured it in himself and was like, this is how you pour champagne. And I was like, that was all I said. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I was like, is it worth saying something like, Get me the manager, which I would never really do unless there was like bugs in my food or actually not even, I would just eat the food if there were bugs. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Or if there was like glass or something really insane, then I'd be like, is there a manager here? But typically the person that's serving you whatever is can handle whatever problem there is. But you never know. Sometimes you get some psychos. So anyway, I like it a bit more. It's actually very good. So I can't taste the vodka in there. <laughs> That's how dangerous this drink is. And also, also Stoli vodka. I use the air wrap for my hair and it's kind of staying a little bit, but I, um, it's probably like 21% humidity, which is kind of low on the scale. Um, so I was like, if I put effort into curling my hair, at least, it will stay a bit longer than when it's like 75 to 99% humidity outside. So 
we got a bit of snow, not not a lot, but enough to really jazz up my ski trails. <laughs> um, basically, so I, as I said before, I, I bought a new track setter for cross country skiing. And it's a, just basically something you pull behind the snowmobile. It's a great big metal sheet with little scrapers on the bottom, groomers on the side, and then the ski tracks are like blades that pull through. And it, it's just really just so much better than my two by four <laughs> ski, ski. I had two by fours for the ski slots and then they were just pointed in the front. And then I had like sandbags in the back. And anyway, it was one fine cold day that I was setting track and um, it exploded my, my homemade one because it was minus 30. <laughs> and you know, when things are extra cold, they're extra fragile, I guess. So then I was like, that's it. Ordering a professional. It's not even really 100% professional. It's handmade by a guy that's really good at making them. And it's been working beautifully and I've been on three cross-country skis around my proper property and it's funny because I could go elsewhere like there are other places to ski but I'm like I just want to ski on my property because well there's a couple different reasons obviously the convenience of just stepping out your front door and going skiing but also I'm completely by myself and I'm not dodging people or because when you go with like a public cross country ski area and there's hills and kind of obstacles, you really got to watch out what you're doing because you can't really stop very quickly on cross country skis. You're like your skis are stuck in the track and there are no brakes. And then I, somebody taught me one time that the way that you stop or slow down when you're cross country skiing is to lift one ski out of the track and plow with that one ski. You can, of course, take both out and plow, but then you're kind of wrecking the trail. And but if you have to, that's what you got to do. But I'm not super skilled, and I almost feel like my ankles are gonna break apart if I tilt them because my I keep my boots quite tight. So I'm like my my legs just don't really want to work that way. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, it's it's happened once where I've had to jump off the trail. I had no gloves on because it was hot and I wound up getting all cut up because the snow was kind of icy and shaly. And so I jumped off and like kind of did a roll. My, my, <laughs> my cross country ski poles have like hand grips that attach around your wrist. It's hard to explain, but anyway, and so you don't really even need to hold on to the poles to use them. You just kind of use the force of your hand rather than <laughs> anyway. So I got all twisted up. And then of course, when you fall, when you cross country ski, it takes like forever to get up because you can't unclip your ski unless you're, you have the right leverage, like up if you're standing and pushing down. So it's real pain. So I just avoid all that shit by skiing on my own property. And, uh, and then Felix, my dog can come with me and, um, Make it so I don't get eaten by cougars. So I was skiing. It was the second time I went out. I went out. And there are cougar tracks everywhere. Now, one thing that I learned about cougars is that they they have two times of day that they feed. Something like between 8 and 10 in the morning and between 6 and 8 p.m. at night. So if you go between those times, they're not feeding and you're good to go. 
So don't quote me on that. But um, I have skied without Felix around the property. It does feel a little bit more like I'm way out here by myself. Whereas if he's around, it's like pff, he picks up on anything and everything. He scares the deer away, mind you, because they'd just be like laying there nice and calm on the ridge as I'm going by. But Felix is like, <laughs> he's just, cra he's a crazy guy. So, um, yeah. And I can't take the dog, like I can't take my dog on other ski trails, like the profesh ones. Anyway, rambling on about skiing. Um, extremely happy about getting some exercise in the outdoors. The other day too, I went ice fishing. So we took the snowmobiles and I would, ugh, the, the trail to this lake was a little bit crazy. It was, it was like snowmobiling right through the forest and getting whipped by every twig in your way. <laughs> so anyway, the, the trail was quite narrow and it's overgrown. So of course there are no leaves on the, on the trees right now. But when you're driving in there, holy shit, you got to go slow. Otherwise, you're just going to get whipped to shit. Like, um, it was like S&M. It was like a little, like a little S&M ride in. Just getting psh, 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 whipped. Um, that's so dumb. But it was a little painful. But when we got there, oh my God. So there's something about ice fishing on snowmobiles because the ice is thick enough to support snowmobiles and your weight and like the ice is, I don't know how thick it is right now. In fact, I do know because we, we were drilling holes in the ice. It was probably about 12 inches thick, which is more than enough thickness to support vehicles and whatever safely. Um, but the entire lake is like just a little snowmobile playground. It's just flat and you can rip. And a couple of my friends have extremely fast snowmobiles one of them has like an 850 turbo and when you <laughs> the g-force on those things is insane but they were just playing around like we you know be fishing making food snowmobiling around and it was so sunny and beautiful and i did scorch my face a little bit even though i had 50 sunscreen on that day my goggles and my balaclava because I was moving them up and off my face and on so often that like it rubbed it all off right here. <laughs> like, how, like you can't really see it right now because it luckily I had 50 on and but the next day I was like, ooh, I could like feel the tightness. It's like that's the last thing I want to do is burn my face. I'm pretty good at um, sunscreen. I've been wearing sunscreen almost every day since I turned 20. So Hooray for me. But then some people are like, the amount of toxins in sunscreen. I'm like, wow, I really just toxified myself. <laughs> I might look a little younger, but what about what's going on in the inside? Ah, I really like that drink a lot. And it's getting me excited about spending some time in the sun on my deck in the spring when it's really officially spring. Um, and to be honest, spring skiing is always good too. And we do have a little bit of snow in the forecast. So if we just keep getting topped up with the level that we have now, then I think we'll be okay. It's fun. It's been fun. Thank goodness. Oh yeah. I got this mirror. This is a fluffy mirror and it's not going to stay here. I just need something here. And I still, like I said, I, my old studio still has a bunch of my stuff 
in it still that I need to bring in. Um, but I've sort of just been functioning the way it is now because it's, it's still quite empty and I like it that way. I don't want to like fill it up, even though, cause I, I designed each of the, of the corners of this place to accommodate what I need to bring in here, but there's just something about it being kind of empty that I'm liking and I can, ex I can access, <laughs> I can access everything quite easily. Um, but this mirror, it's so freaking heavy. I got it from Wayfair. And I love it. It's actually beyond my expectations. It's like gorgeous. I'm always hesitant to order anything breakable from Wayfair, but it arrived no problem. But the back of this is like, like half inch plywood and, and the mirror on top. It's so freaking heavy that I was planning on hanging it, but I don't think I can. It's, it's a floor mirror. It's meant to be a floor mirror, but you can hang it as well. And I just had a plan for it, but I don't think I can use it for that. Um, so I might just order a different mirror. <laughs> you can't have too many mirrors, especially ones you just lean against the wall. So, um, but it's actually nice here because when I'm trying stuff on over here, then I can just glance across. But I also wanted a mirror in a position where I could take selfies with a kind of like a decent background where there's no camera equipment and lighting equipment. And so anyway, who knows? I need to go to... There's a store in Canada, and maybe you guys have it in the States, called HomeSense. Um, it's kind of like Marshall's Home HomeSense. Um, almost like Winners. Anyway, so they do discounted homewares, and sometimes there's steals, like real big bargains there. So I kind of want a bigger gold mirror, but I need to, like, have no passengers in my car. Because, like, <laughs> then what I want is, like, six-foot arched top and probably about like three feet wide so how i'm gonna get that home i don't know we'll see and i might just order it because then that way it'll just get here maybe broken maybe not um uh, but no i think so the last few things that have come from wayfair including my replacement for my in my bathroom i have a very retro vanity with a sink single sink and single tap but when it came the first time it came completely smashed crap like it was like rubble and so I was like damn well I don't really want to order it again because it'll probably come broken again but then I was sad because it took forever for me to find this one specifically so I took a risk and ordered it again and it arrived in perfect condition except for the handles I don't like. So I ordered new ones. <laughs> but anyway, so it's coming together. I was hesitant to bring it up to my bathroom before I finished the wallpaper in there. But um, yeah, that's sort of a little life update. Um, I wrote a couple things down. I save so many Instagram reels and a lot of them wind up being decent topics for discussion. I was talking to friend of mine's daughter and I was talking to her about television I kept referencing different TV shows and I forgot I was like oh my gosh like she's uh, so much younger than me but they don't watch TV anymore it's like Netflix YouTube um, and all other online platform not cable TV and it just kind of blew my mind I'm like I 
I'm so old. <laughs> but I didn't think that TV would be phased out. I know a lot of you still watch television and especially older generations, it's sort of like habit. But I just didn't realize that it was gonna go away so fast. Like it's wild. Even ratings, like the Emmys apparently had the lowest rating in history. Um, so everything's sort of phasing out on that end. Uh, even even film, like movies, television, that whole industry is just going down the tube. It's funny because so many artists and actors and actresses have been coming out lately about how shitty it was for so many years to be working under these networks that were like robbing them of their rights, even though they're writing jokes on certain TV shows. I think Roseanne Barr was talking about it on her podcast. But like... Eminem, <laughs> the rapper, was just like slamming. I think it was the Grammys. Yeah. Um, just how it's so corrupt and so um, like even when I put on Netflix and stuff, the shows that are in the top 10 shows in Canada or whatever, it's freaking bullshit. Like you can buy your way up to the number one spot if you really want to. And that people that's been known for a little while. But you can even like, which is also disheartening, is like the Rotten Tomatoes ratings on some of these movies are like falsified. Like they're not the movies or the producer or whoever puts sells the movies can pay extra to Rotten Tomatoes to get like the uh, allegedly. Um, because there have been some movies that have had pretty high ratings that you're just like this they've been bought out <laughs> it doesn't work it's like TripAdvisor same thing unfortunately where TripAdvisor will accept I guess payment or whatever allegedly um for to boost their ratings so like for example a new five-star resort is on the market and say over time there's like 3,000 reviews that resort can pay a fee to um, TripAdvisor to only post the best ratings first and then the worst ratings last. So all you're seeing is like five star, five star, four and a half star, like, well, incredible, amazing. But if you go and then change the order of the reviews that you're reading to most recent, it's totally different. So it's like, it's so easy to get, I got sucked in so bad one time, went to a resort in Mexico. It was a newer resort, five-star resort. The worst experience at a resort I'd ever had. Luckily there were other things going on there, like there were monkeys and stuff, which made up for just the shittiness of it. But the beach was garbage. The door like on my room wouldn't close. Um, the maid was coming only every second or third day. And like there was always sand on the floor and just, it was just, <laughs> so crazy the food was garbage you'd go to an a la carte restaurant so at certain resorts there's the buffet like if you're at an all-inclusive but if you then they'll also have little restaurants you can go to you have to book for an event so we couldn't get any bookings because it was so busy so the one time we went to we got what because we were there for a week we could only book there midweek because we had to book like four days in advance or something so we order I can't remember even it was something like pasta or pizza. It was the same food from the buffet. <laughs> I don't 
was not any different. And the buffet food, because it was so busy the time that we were there, I think it was over spring break. Um, the the food was not good and they just were rushing it out, like making it really fast, rushing it out because the like amount of people that were staying there apparently. Um, and another disheartening thing that I learned through going to the same resort three times, I've been to the Barcelo Maya Palace Deluxe. It's the newest resort in the Barcelo chain in the Mayan Riviera and um, five star beautiful first time we went there we had the best time it was incredible family friends food the craziest buffet i'd ever seen uh and went back the following year same experience incredible amazing third year we went back over spring break the food quality completely changed because of the volume of people that were staying there. So like it was, it was probably twice as busy, maybe three times as busy. So the food that they were serving was lower quality because they could make more money by not putting out the expense of the lobster tails and the sushi. Like they were doing all of these fancy things I'd never seen in like a all-inclusive buffet before because it's off season and maybe they can afford to do it. But then when it's high season, they serve all the shit. And there was no, like they were missing all the stations that were there before. And I, we paid the same freaking price. So yeah, anyway, it's traveling's always, you know, that's why I don't always like to go back to the same place because typically I've done that a few times. I've been to Crete twice the first time, most incredible experience. The time of year that we were there, the fresh fruit, the strawberry, the food, just the weather, everything went back a year later. It just wasn't the same. It was still fun, but it was like not the same. And that, that was when I was like, switch it up every year. Unless, unless you're like visiting friends or family or something like that's different. But I have a dry piece of skin. It's bugging me. It's fine. I am noticing that these ice cubes are staying pretty solid. I wonder if they melt slower because they're round. <laughs> Does that make sense? What is my next topic that I wrote down? Wow, some organization. Oh my God. I saw this Instagram reel and it's a guy talking about how you can buy these homes on Amazon. And essentially, it's a house that folds up into kind of almost like a, the size of a small container, like a like maybe half a train car, maybe a quarter of a train car. Does that make sense? Um, like a shipping container, a quarter of that. Anyway, and uh, he's like, you could go right now on Amazon and buy one of these tiny houses for $10,000. And I was like, there's no way, like, especially where I, like in Canada, there's no way. Lo and behold, Amazon.ca, $10,000 exactly on the dot for this tiny home that folds out to like 500 square feet or something, maybe even bigger. Literally, you get this thing, you pull it apart. 
you fold these down, you flip these up, you click it all together, and there's a bathroom that comes with a toilet and everything, um, ready to go. Look it up. It's crazy. Now, a few things, obvious things that wouldn't work for someone like me is that there's probably very little insulation. <laughs> and how is this thing going to be heated? I don't know. But if you're living in California or somewhere quite dry with consistent temperatures, this would be perfect. Um, also, apparently I was reading some of the reviews and the plumbing is quite difficult to hook up. Um, and a lot of them that I've seen are up on stilts, like they're, they're probably two feet above the ground, which would help with plumbing, not with freezing the plumbing, but, um, and then electrical, I, I don't think it comes wired with electrical. So there's a few challenges, but the different, the variety of finishes and like the funkiness of these little cabins are so cool. Like really the fantasy is real, but you just gotta like, if you can work around those few things, you can have like your own little neighborhood. <laughs> and it wouldn't take too much, I think, to insulate it because it's essentially just a box, square box. But anyway, it's it seems too good to be true because $10,000, and I believe that's like shipped. That's a pretty good price, <laughs> especially if your mother-in-law is coming for the summer or something. I'm like, I would pay 10 grand. <laughs> <laughs> for that one friend that's coming you're like I don't really have room in my house right now but look at this and then you just stick them in there but I wonder what else like what else is crazy on Amazon that you can buy like a house that's crazy uh, I also know that you can get knockoff versions of whatever you want to buy so you want like a certain pair of shoes or brand of shoes type that brand in and then a bunch of things will pop up that are almost identical <laughs> like knockoff versions uh, anyway let me know in the comments if you have found other crazy things on amazon also i was reading the comments from the last episode and one of you recommended that i name the cat tipsy perfect name <laughs> definitely tipsy had a little too much She's also like just tipping over there with her bottle of bubbly. I, th I love it. I think it's so cute. I have some more, like I said, I probably will do. I mean, I have like a, an abundance of neon signs, but my big cocktails one I do. I still want to use, but I don't know where I'm going to put it running out of space. Oh yeah. This is kind of funny just on the topic of cross country skiing. So I wear this. Oh, and maybe I talked about it in the last episode, but um, this is the whoop. It just essentially like monitors all of my body functions. It doesn't tell the time, but it keeps my heart rate, my HRV, my blood oxygen level, all this. So like when you exercise, you can review your exercise and kind of see how many calories you burned. And it's quite an accurate reading because it's just reading all of your vitals as well as many as it can. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> my first cross-country ski ride I um, reviewed my ski and it shows you like where you have points of like highest heart rate and whatever and, and it shows you how long you're in the 
the 90 to 100% zone for your heart rate. And it's funny because I know I burned fewer calories than what it was reading because my heart rate would escalate whenever I get scared that I was going to fall. Because my first ride of the year is always the gnarliest just because I'm less relaxed. I'm kind of trying to figure out the snow and um, usually more stiff legged. Like you want to kind of keep your knees bent a lot when you're doing anything kind of obstacle-ish <laughs> when you're skiing. So I was like, it's reading my heart rate so high as if I'm exercising, but it's just from like nervousness and fear. So it said that I burnt like 600 calories on my ride because it's about a 10 kilometer ride. Um, I'm sure it was not that many. <laughs> it's probably like 450. The rest were just like flutters in my heart. Maybe it maybe it does calculate that too. Maybe it did burn 600 calories, but which would be awesome. But I'm like, nah, I don't know about that. Um, another thing that I saw that was interesting on Instagram was, so Paul Stamets is a mushroom, is the mushroom specialist on the planet. Maybe not really, but I saw him for the first time on Joe Rogan. Um, one of the most fascinating interviews I've ever seen Rogan do. And then I think he's been on twice. So Paul Stamets, um, yeah, he's just a real fun guy <laughs> anyway mushrooms so uh there's a clip of him giving a talk or a speech or doing just talking to a group of people and he brings up the fact that his mother um had one of the most insane cases of breast cancer that doctors had ever seen but apparently the doctor mentioned that there was some new study uh, around turkey tail mushrooms and effectiveness on fighting cancer and his mom had had cancer I guess for quite some time and it just grew and grew and grew and he said that her left breast was five times the size of her right and um, the doctors had given her three months to live <clears throat> she started taking turkey tail mushrooms and I believe it was he talks about the quantity but it's like I don't know if he said in capsules or um, if he said it in, in grams, but like nine capsules in the morning or nine capsules at night or seven or something. And, um, she's still alive today. And he completely, <laughs> the, the gist of the whole clip was that these turkey tail mushrooms cured his mother's cancer or stopped her from getting worse or whatever. I haven't done any research to pursue more information about that but that is miraculous and that would be insane um, if that was true I have after watching some of these interviews with Paul Stamets and doing some more research myself lion's made mushrooms and turkey tail mushrooms um, are something that I have in my pantry now I and it's a fault of mine um, I don't necessarily like to ease into things. I like to take the full dose immediately. <laughs> so, so I started taking turkey tail and um, lion's mane mushrooms. And I believe, and I think that was it actually for mushrooms. But um, frick, I got so lethargic. And I was taking like max dose, like three each a day, which was not like over the top, but made me so tired, made me so tired. So I stopped them altogether, kind of got my energy back. 
then I started to take one each a day. They still made me tired. And I would be taking these mushrooms daily, but they freaking wipe me out and I don't know what it is. And it doesn't do that for everybody. Um, lion's mane is especially good for like your neural pathways and just brain connections and really incredible stuff. And mushrooms are amazing. Like when it, if you do some research about like how they can help you and your health and lots of different ways. But um, right now I'm taking something called alpha brain, um, but it's alpha brain deluxe or something. It's the newer, more expensive version. Um, and I'm actually pretty impressed with how it does make me feel. I was nervous because there are mushrooms in alpha brain, um, but it definitely gives energy there. I think there is some caffeine in it, but cognitively, I find I just have less brain fog. I haven't had a ton of intellectual conversations though, like since taking it, I would know better if I was trying to draw a lot of information, like maybe memories and things like that. Like if I was talking to family, um, anyway, but it's not made me feel tired. I feel great. Uh, and I think it's something that I want to continue, unfortunately, cause it's so fucking expensive, but I get 80 capsules and I take two at a time, just two in the morning. I've also cut out one cup of coffee. So to have one cup of coffee in the morning instead of two. Um, and then some alpha brain, which does have caffeine too. So this is kind of like maybe the same amount of caffeine, but less cream. I've also been eating a hell of a lot less. Um, some days, <laughs> some days I'm like, oh man, like the other night I made, um, actually last night I made hamburger soup and I have a really, really, really great recipe. Um, a lot of times I'll make it surf and turf soup. So it's hamburger soup based like recipe, but I'll add clams and cabbage and it kind of tastes like the best cabbage roll you've ever had. Um, but so full of protein, it makes you a little bit gassy. I put lentils in it, but oh, it was so good. And I must've had like eight bowls, <laughs> eight little bowls, probably equivalent to like two really big bowls. So when I'm, when I make food, I do indulge a little bit more because I'm, I made it. It's not like I'm out and ordering more and ordering more. I like, it's the fruit of my labor. <laughs> cubes are still, still hanging on. Okay, what other? Oh my gosh. This is really not worth an oh my gosh, but I got sucked in by Instagram reels again. <laughs> No, I don't only look at Instagram reels all day long, but they do like trigger certain things in me. And sometimes they motivate me. And sometimes it's like a little spark of like, oh yeah, that's, I should do that. Or I should order that. <laughs> and I did. So I saw this video of a guy with some sort of Milwaukee tool with a long pipe on it. And he sticks it in a bucket of water and turns it on. And it's a pump, a powerful pump sucks it out at the bottom, shoots it out the side. And it's just a tool that you can buy online. It requires a battery um, and which I have to order too. But it was 250 bucks. I think I could have got it for 199 to be honest, because somebody was like, I found it on Amazon for 199. I was like, no, you didn't. And like I spent an extra 50 bucks and Amazon's free shipping. But I ordered it from a place in Alberta, in Canada. So I supported a business 
okay, put $50 in their pocket or more. Anyway, but um, this is a game changer. I keep thinking about things that I could use it for. So every year when I set up my above ground pool, which will hopefully won't be happening for every year beyond next summer, <laughs> because I want to build a pool. But anyway, um, so every year I set up my above ground pool and it's a pretty decent size. I like it has high sides so you can actually swim around and like float, like it's not like super shallow. Some above ground pools are just garbage, but I have to clean it. So we set it up and then I like to spray the inside, get it kind of soft. And then I go in with a bit of bleach water and clean it all out, like scrub it off. Cause regardless, no matter how dry it is, when you put it away in storage, it still gets a little mildewy and whatever. We've had really good luck with this pool. I would purchase it again, hundred percent. It's a best way nine by 18 or something. You can find them. Uh, had to replace the pump once only, and this is our fifth year using it anyway. So, but when I'm done cleaning out the inside of the pool, there's water left in the bottom. So I wind up and I can't scoop it out and throw it on the lawn. I have to scoop it out and throw it way over there. So I have to scoop out the water scoop by scoop by scoop. Like it feels like thousands of liters. <laughs> it's not, but it's like so annoying. Um, and then, then at the very end, I have to use a towel to really absorb the rest of that water. Cause when it's so skinny, you can't scoop it up anymore. It's like just a little layer like this. I got to use towels, wring them out towels, like just to get it all clean before the water truck comes. But this now I just put it in the bottom and it will just shoot the water out the side exactly where I want it. And for $250, it's going to be worth it. <laughs> but I also thought jet boating. What if water starts coming into the boat? Just turn on your Milwaukee pump and shoot it out the side. It's like a bilge. Um, anyway, those are the only two uses <laughs> that I found so far. No, but if you ever had like a flood or you can attach a little hose to the end or the end that's shooting out so you can really direct that water wherever you want to, because it's quite a strong pump and it, there's a filter built on the bottom. You want to know, actually, I'll be able to clean my pool with it. All the little buggies and things that wind up at the bottom of the pool, I could probably use that to suck it out. But it has a filter on the bottom. But as long as it's running, as I pull it out, everything should like stick to the, the filter. Anyway, I'm just thinking out loud here. But um, you know what pissed me off one year? So finished cleaning the pool. The timing was perfect. I just finished cleaning it and it, it, getting all the sand from last year out and getting all the shit out from it. Water truck pulls up. Beautiful day. Starts pumping water into our pool. It is full of like chunks of rust from inside the tank. So the initial spray in there has covered the bottom of my freaking pool with little rust slivers or like shavings from the inside of the goddamn tank. And I just finished cleaning it and it was so pristine. And then, then all this dirt shit goes in there. Well, the worst part of it was, was that it's heavy iron shavings on the bottom of my pool. You can't just suck that shit up. So I literally had to like slowly with my little Swiffer thing, push all the shavings off to the side and then snorkel down there like to try to grab all the Ugh. anyway I finally got the most most of it out but at the end of the day I was like 
this is so dumb. Like, whatever, just leave it. Because it's not floating debris. It's just on the bottom. But it looks ugly and dirty. And I don't like that. So when you get water from a water truck, don't think it's coming out, like, pristine. It's, there's shit. And I'm going to have to use water trucks to fill my in-ground pool. Lots of water trucks. And there better not be metal shavings in the bottom of my brand new pool. Because I'll be pissed. <laughs> what am I going to do about it? Nothing. But I'll be mad. <laughs> I mean, they can't, unless they are like running it through. But the water that shoots out of those trucks comes out so fast that there's no way you could filter it like small enough. Maybe you could. I don't know. Just, <laughs> just put a layer of cheesecloth over the top. and just <laughs> There's got to be a way to like stop that from happening. I don't feel it yet, but it might hit me like a ton of bricks. I don't know. I did pour quite a bit in there, like at least two shots. My feet are so cold. <laughs> I turned the heat on. So it's been beautiful and sunny, but it's been cold here. So my studio, if I'm not in here for a couple of days at a time, I don't turn the heat on. I keep the heat off and um, the floor is cold, even though there's carpet. I have a trip coming up in May. It's still a ways away. Um, and I can't tell you how excited I am <laughs> actually. So it's been very, very, very sunny and gorgeous every day for like the last week and a half here, which has been so rejuvenating because the winter seemed so, ex so much extra shitty -er because it was not only overcast and like, uh, but no snow, like no winter activities to do because you're sort of at the mercy of the amount of snow out there. Um, but I was like, I just want to get away actually for like a little warm, a little warm vacation somewhere, even if it's just for like five days, which is not, I just can't, it's not feasible for me at this point. <laughs> just with that amount of shit I have going on. Um, but I do have a trip booked in May and it's going to be amazing. Amazing um and I'll tell you more about it when it gets a bit closer but um it's gonna be fun and I can't wait and it's funny how just knowing you're going on vacation even if it's a little ways away just gives you an extra little pep in your step and it also helps for me like get in better shape because I'm always like okay I've got a couple months before we head because we're going to uh to Holland um and then we're gonna pop around well, like I said, we, I actually, to be honest, I'm still kind of deciding exactly what we're going to do, but anyway, so, um, but yeah, I'm like going to be in a swimsuit. I'm going to be like here, maybe we'll do a photo shoot, you know, like it kind of gives extra motivation to like get my shit in order. <laughs> so that will be extra fun. Um, and yeah, I really need to get the rest of my stuff in here because it's, I, I've taken enough time. <laughs> I've taken enough time. But like I said, little things pop up here and there and you end up out of town for way too long. And um, Let's see what else I have in my reels that we could talk about. Because if I don't think it's worth saving, then I don't save it. So I save it for some reason. Did I tell you guys that I ordered another spider? 
another little monkey. I call them my monkeys. Um, a Bahama white regal jumping spider or Phidippus regius. And they're supposed to be like little white jumping spiders. I'm so excited, but I keep getting email notifications that like every week on Monday, I get a notification that from Tarantula Canada that they're going to recheck the weather next week because this week it's too cold. And I'm like, it's the warmest Canada's ever been <laughs> in the winter. Maybe not right now, but like last week it was. And um, they're like, yeah, but it's the evening temperatures. And I'm like, so I ordered this like three weeks ago, but it's not going to come for another three weeks or more because of temperatures. Like I have two day shipping through FedEx and I get it. It's really important that they arrive alive and they don't cool off too much. Um, but there are ways to do it. I guess maybe it's against their policy. And I respect that. Like they care about the animals they're sending out or insects or whatever they're doing. Oh man. There's this footage of SpongeBob where SpongeBob SquarePants, and I never really grew up watching it, but always kind of liked it. My brother was a bit younger. And so like he would watch more of it. But there's this clip of SpongeBob burying himself under the sand. And you know, SpongeBob has like a long kind of little pointy nose. And the clip is of Mr. Krabs grabbing what looks like his nose and pulling him out. But it's actually his little wiener. <laughs> it's crazy. And so I was like, that's the thing is when you have a bunch of adults creating a cartoon, and they're throwing in like humor. So like parents actually like to watch SpongeBob as well, I guess. So they're like making references to this and that and like almost kind of like jokes that will go over kids' heads, but the parents will get. This is one of those moments, I think, where they're like this. They just thought they could get away with it. And I mean, what are they going to do? Are you going to sue them? I don't know. Maybe it was just a rogue employee, right? <laughs> oh, man, there's actually so many in here that I could share, but you have to watch them. I have to um, structure a video like one of my podcasts in a way where I can share these with you on like a screen next to me. So as I'm watching it, you can watch it, but it's just going to take some editing. And I don't know what like copyrights, if there's certain songs or stuff like songs in the videos that will create copyright for me. So <laughs> I remember I made a video a long time ago where I sang, um, you're the one that I want. You're the one I want now. Honey. <laughs> From Greece. And I got flagged for copyright on that video for that song. And I was like, holy God, was, was it that good? And then, we, of course, it was Sony that claimed the copyright. So I like wrote in and I was like, no, it was just me singing the song. And then they, they removed it. But I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I was like, took it as such a compliment. I'm like, do I sound that much like the original? Jeez. Um, but you have to be so careful with copyrights. And I have like a few standing strikes on my channel right now. I'm not sure exactly what for. Um, but I'm just trucking along. <laughs> I'm always like, I really hope. Because sometimes people's channels get taken down, like with no warning. And, and, um, Usually I think there's some fairly decent reasoning. I don't want to, I won't get into that whole thing, but, um, it can happen. It's happened to my TikTok account where, um, 
I got kind of up there. I wasn't even really super active on TikTok. I was just posting the same content on there that I was posting already on like Instagram and stuff. And um, completely deleted. And then I started one up again, completely deleted again. Now it's back up to, I think I'm around 3,000 people now or something. Um, but it's such so disheartening to, if you do put a lot of effort in and you just happen to say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing at one point or for nothing, I don't know. Like I was on there for a long time and then somebody like discovered my channel. I was like, oh, nope, that doesn't work. Like no bikini try-ons. It's super innocent stuff, but I guess maybe not to some people. There's so many bugs in here right now. It's wild. I need to get my internal vacuum system set up so I can vacuum. Because I've got some... At least... A frying pan worth of flies in here. <laughs> I could have a real meal <laughs> with the flies I have right now on my floor. Um, I've been using like a lint roller. And... The thing is, when flies die, it takes about like half a day for them to dry out completely. So then if I go to lint roll my floor over a fly, it just disintegrates into like a thousand pieces and it just makes it worse. So I really need, I don't want to buy a little, because I'm, I'm really tempted to just buy like a Dyson. They're very expensive, but they, are, they last forever. And just use that up here. But I built this place with an internal vacuum system hooked up. Like the pipes are all in. I just need the actual vacuum, so... It'll happen eventually. And then I'll be able to clean up here. And then I'll be able to show you my space. Um, yeah, coming together still. I might be saying that a year from now. I don't know. Um, but I keep grabbing little knickknacks and patty wax. And uh, I have a couple shelves that I'm still planning on spray painting to have here to have some more of my little accessories. And still probably bar area but I might change it up completely. I'm not exactly sure yet. Well, everyone, that concludes episode 124 of Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. And um, I hope that you loved this episode. I do read your comments, okay? Um, and leave a comment. What was, what was the, what was it that I wanted you to leave a comment about? Oh yeah, crazy things on Amazon. Let's see? alpha brain <laughs> um that you can order on amazon because uh, i'd be curious because i can't think i couldn't i wouldn't be able to just sit there and like type stuff in randomly i would i need some like inspiration or some ideas but if you found something insane on amazon let me know thank you all so much for watching and if you made it to the end big hugs and kisses to you <laughs> um i love you all and highly recommend this beverage. Again, the pomegranate and orange San Pellegrino, Stoli vodka, and Fresca. And that combo is really where it's at. Just saying. Mm. Now it's just mostly Fresca, but <laughs> also the cranberry ice cubes. So that's another thing you can do, super simple. Just freeze fruit juice and use that in your cocktails. So it doesn't water your drinks down. It just adds to them. Um, I find anyway, but thank you all so much for watching and I'll see you in my next video. Bye.